Welcome to Arranging Us with Carventa Collins, the show where Carventa breaks down ideas and views on women's topics in a demystified way. The key is to put things in a neat and suitable sequence to bring out the most satisfactory adjustments in women's lives. This show will enable listeners to affect change, create new awareness, and move right into action while keeping in mind the bigger picture of balancing family life, social life, and last but not least, spiritual life. Now, here's your host, your biopsychosocial life coach, Carvinta Collins. my arranger listeners today we will speak about how the way we see stress and how it comes from our belief systems our attitudes how we grew up how society gives us our meaning about stress and how we respond to stress without being taught how now just a reminder I am NOT diagnosing anyone in this session I am not a doctor, and this session is for informational purposes only. Nothing on this podcast is intended to substitute for treatment provided by a mental health professional. The purpose of my sessions is to assist women in making changes in their lives through supportive guidance. The information I offer is based on my life and work experience. Now. Let's get to it. Before I jump right into how our social phenomena significantly affect our behaviors and opinions on what stress is, I want to know, as a woman, do you believe the way you think about stress comes from how your parents or parents thought about stress? Do you believe that women respond to stress differently than men We are going to explore and demystify stress in an informal way while considering one of the five interactive forces, the sociocultural connection to how we see stress. If we think about all of the knowledge and experiences we accumulate throughout our lives, the amount that helped shape our worldview is probably too numerous to count. And understanding stress in the world around us is something I really want to tap into. Our personal, external, and social constructions that influence our lives and development continually evolve as we age. I speak more on that in another episode dealing with the life cycle force of stress. But for right now, understanding how our surroundings and how we were brought up plays a significant role in how we perceive stressful events. I genuinely believe that understanding how women and their environments interact and mutually influence each other regarding stress is monumental. We need to see women's stress as part of a much larger system in which any individual part influences all other aspects of the system. This more intensive system includes how parents, your siblings, children, extended family, friends, teachers, coaches, and co-workers see and deal with stress. 
The system also includes institutions that influence how we perceive stress, such as our schools, the workplace, media, and society as a whole. All of these things fit together to form our unique way of handling stress. The knowledge, attitudes, and behavior associated with these groups are very, very critical. For instance, say you grew up in a single parent home with a dysfunctional household, and let's just say it was without a father. You may be more powerless to psychological distress and have symptoms that cause higher sensitivity to the situation. And then you throw that in with a culture that is overly sensitive to everything, giving more of a victim mentality than a surviving mentality. You may feel like you have the right to have an outburst or reaction, even if it causes more harm to the situation. Not only those things, then you try to get advice or direction and you find yourself going to your island of friends and close ones who recognize and express that you should not have to emotionally reserve your feelings for the sake of social harmony. So, our core values, beliefs, and goals that we use to interpret our stressful experiences of the world are essential. Let's cover the broad areas of our global beliefs, such as fairness. How do we perceive fairness? What about how we look at justice, control, predictability, coherence, benevolence, and personal vulnerability? Then not to mention our global goals covering our ideas, states, or objects we work toward being, achieving, or maintaining things. What about the stress of it all to create a decent living? That's stressful and makes you see stress in a whole nother way. Going out in the world and working can cause all different types of stress that affects one's health and well-being. You may experience organizational stress, job strains, work stress, work quantitative overload, and work qualitative overload. What about a job that demands shift work or other work schedules that disturbs our circadian rhythm? That's another thing that needs to be looked at. You can get jet lag, chronic fatigue, sleep loss, a decline in memory and cognitive functioning, family and social disruptions, and detrimental health conditions. So, if your surroundings demand things that cause stress, this can make you more susceptible to any little stress that comes your way. And you may react in a way that is unnecessary, all because you are dealing with other stress that cause the strain. You also could be dealing with burnout, workplace harassment, secondary trauma, discrimination, and lacking time management, lacking goals or having too many goals. You can become emotionally exhausted, depleted, drained, and lacking in emotional resources that make everything around you so toxic. Politics always come with a degree of stress itself. But when we use our political stance to handle our stress can be tricky. 
Whatever political party you associate with, your ideologies spill over to how you live your life. And when you are faced with stress, you may see that your politics may influence your reaction. Your ethnicity also can influence your reaction. Being white, black, Mexican, Latino, Chinese, Japanese, Native American, Irish, or a Polish woman. We all handle stress probably unique just because of who we are. Now, let's throw religion into the group. If you are a Christian, you may look to God for answers. Pray, fast, commit, or seek godly counsel. But if you believe in other religions or none at all, you may align your actions with how that particular religion says to act when under stress. Society plays a major role as well. American society handles stress differently than Nigeria, Iran, Venezuela, Pakistan, Greece, Romania, Israel, France, Japan, China, Sweden, and even Canada. I can name all the countries here, but you get the point. It can depend on where you live, which may determine how you react to stress. Let's not forget Hollywood and social media and the factors they play too. These platforms create their own narrative on how stress should be handled, depending on what you watch, read, or hear. If we watch a lot of reality TV shows, we can definitely see how they deal with stress. And sometimes if you watch it for too long or you become so invested in it, you can see their ideas slip into your reality, living your everyday life with stress. And you may not even realize it. So if you take a piece from every social position, politics, religion, society, your country, media influences, gender, surroundings, your occupations, traditions, culture, upbringing, environment, ethnicity, just your personal world overall. It makes our unique way in handling stress different for every woman out there. Here are some 2022 statistics from Single Care titled, How Common is Stress and Who's Most Affected? The top causes of stress in America were money at 64%, work at 60%, the economy at 49%, family responsibilities at 47%, and personal health problems at 46%. Then you have the stress statistics by age rating their stress level out of 10. And the Gen Z was at 6.1, Millennials at 5.6, Gen X at 5.2, Baby Boomers at 4.0, and Older Adults at 3.3. Unfortunately, the stress statistics by sex that experience higher levels are, yep, you guessed it, women. Women average 5.1 out of 10, 
while men reported an average of 4.4 out of 10. Nearly one-third of women, 32%, reported a stress increase over the past five years compared to 25% of men. 33% of married women reported experiencing a great deal of stress in the past month compared to 22% of single women. After researching this, I came to realize that there are differences between how women respond to stress than men. Even though when we are in immediate threat or harm, we react similarly to having the fight or flight response. But our emotional and behavioral actions are very different. So when women are going through stress, most of us affiliate. We seek out others in order to form groups for joint protection. We seek protection in groups confronted with stress. When stress comes about, we use social ties and networks to tend and befriend the circumstances. That's why most women, but not all, are prone to call a friend or someone close to share their worries, problems, issues, or stress. And some men, not all, have a hard time doing this and find that the women in their lives are perceived as talking too much. I have heard men express that their significant other tell their business too much and wish that she would just keep it in the home. They feel betrayed when everyone around them knows about their business and problems because the woman could not keep their mouth shut. Don't get me wrong, in your relationship, it might be the other way around. It might be the man sharing too much and the woman is quieter. I am just tapping on the majority of what I hear concerning relationships. This all goes back to women being either in tender mode or befriending mode because they feel that in order to feel better about the situation, they need to more than likely have a circle of close ones around them for joint protection. We are prone to seek emotional support when we are under stress and sometimes can become unbalanced by not handling the stress in a healthy way. Let me explain. When you are constantly venting to one friend to another over and over, sometimes during this process, it becomes a burden that you keep playing over and over again, which can cause social strain that conjures up negative feelings that make the stress feel heavier and more complex than what it really is. Once you go down that road, it is hard to get off because you get into a pattern of focusing on the stressful event and never quite getting over it. Your friends can give you all the advice they want. You will agree with them and understand where they are coming from, but you spend so much time expressing and venting, wasting energy and not fully having the energy to deal with it. I had a friend who became so obsessed with their situation that it caused much stress and they became so gripped with the story behind the stress that they could not move forward. I will elaborate more on this story in my personal account segment, but for right now, basically, what I wanted to convey 
is that we desire others to protect us by having them on our side, believing that if they nurture, tend, and befriend our stressful situation, we have found protection. But in reality, if we do not understand, balance, and maintain how we approach our social support and social strands, we will find ourselves running on a hamster wheel, depleting our energy and never finding ourselves healthy enough to deal with stress correctly. I think I should speak more about my friend and the situation that gripped their whole summer last year. They have permitted me to use their story for my personal account rundown, so please don't worry. I will make sure that their identity is protected in private. And now, it's time for Carventa's personal account rundowns, where personal stories are humbly shared. Now, arrangers, sit back, relax, and let's begin. Well, here is part of the show where I sometimes share a personal story of mine or someone else's. I can even sometimes rant about the topic I am speaking on. Okay, so I have a question for you. If you were stressed out yesterday, does that make you past tense? Get it? (laughs) Yesterday, past tense. Tense because you can be... (laughs) Just forget it. I found it funny. (laughs) Okay, so back to my friend who became gripped by their situation. I'm sorry, that's still funny to me. (laughs) Past tense. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) So back to my friend who became gripped by their stressful situation. They were so stressed and did not know what to do, but to just talk about it over and over, which became their coping mechanism, giving temporary comfort knowing that they were expressing themselves. Little did they know that they were growing more bitter, resentful, and unforgiving, and were showing signs, according to them, in their own words. They were becoming grudge-bearing with self-righteous tendencies that created an anger that could not be controlled. I remember being contacted frequently during odd hours just to hear the same story over and over. And anytime I had a chance to help, it went ignored because their agenda was not to get help. They wanted joint protection. And when I did not agree or provide that protection, it caused more stress that led to them reaching out to more people, even to the people that was toxic for them. After they have worn them down, my friend returned to me to get refreshed or to recharge their batteries for another round of venting. After a long dragged out summer, they never got over the situation and it lingered into every situation after. They became downspirited and started finding themselves involved in dangerous situations because of their actions and reactions during this problem. They started to adopt the I don't care attitude and became rebellious in everything they lived for. They gave up, isolated themselves, and became lonely. It took a while for them to get out of that mental storm, 
and believe me, even when they were shutting me out, I was there with a mental shelter every step of the way. But when they got out of their mental storm, they expressed to me that all this time, all they did was just talk about it and did nothing about it. Wow. They said they let it take a stronghold over them. Hmm. Fascinating. They were stumped at how long it took them to recognize this. I shared my personal life model with them by telling them that to live your life in this world with balance, you need to detect, check, affect, and accept what is going on in life. So, I believe my friend went through these principles after some time. They detected the situation, not being in denial, which caused them to speak about it and recognize that it was happening. Then they went through the stage of checking, noticing it, analyzing it in their head, and trying to navigate through the situation. But the next one was the one they became stuck in, causing chaos, which is the effect principle. They could not make a healthful difference to their situation. They just stayed at knowing their problem and became comfortable but miserable all at the same time. Now, after their anger and resentment receded because so much time had passed, they began to affect the situation by their actions in a harmful way, which if they had found healthier resources or used the emotional intelligence meter, they could have reacted in a way that was beneficial to their life. Next, they experienced a forceful way of accepting it because they realized that it, it happened and they could not go back in time and make it not happen to them. They could have humbly accepted the situation before all the chaos and became more understanding and educated about the issue, which could have led them down a road to surviving their scars successfully. After spending time working with me, I must say now they can better use their emotional intelligence meter and use the detect, check, affect, and accept life model in situations that happened after. Instead of retreating to unhealthy joint protection methods, they now use my biopsychosocial viewpoint with the other methods I've just mentioned, which gives them more understanding of life in difficult stressed situations. Now that I have given you a personal account, I was hoping you could dig deep into how understanding the difference between social support and social strain is beneficial to how we can deal with our stress. Social support provides a person with potential access to great essential resources from yourself and others as caring. And social strain is a source of stress that drains resources in an unhelpful manner. Sometimes we feed off the tree that produces bad fruit by negatively venting, creating unhealthy anger, and other distress symptoms called social strain. We need to find the tree that produces good fruit and eat off that tree to receive the social support we need. But we have to do the work. We must plant, water, prune, which is the hardest part, and grow producing good fruit. So, as women, we must ask ourselves when we are looking for joint protection, if it comes from social support 
or social strain and find a healthy balance of not oversharing or talking too much but going to sources that can really improve the situation. Even though I gave you my friend's personal account, this example hits home for me in so many ways too. I used to deal with this earlier in my life and it was challenging and there are things I wish I did not share publicly but I have to accept them and move on in a healthier way. Now, NBC Nightly News spoke on how stressed out Americans really are. And here's the clip. From the moment we wake up, stress builds. Traffic, phone calls, emails, the economy, and politics. It turns out Americans are now experiencing the highest levels of stress, anger, and worry in a decade. What could possibly go wrong? And it already stresses me out, even though it hasn't even happened yet. You probably don't need the new Gallup poll to tell you Americans are among the most stressed people in the world. 55% of Americans say they experience stress a lot of the day. 45% feeling a lot of worry, while 22% felt a lot of anger. The rat race having a real impact on your health. If your body's at a continued heightened awareness, it's going to start taking a toll on your body, particularly your heart health, your digestive health, your mental health. It's not just rent, relationships, and our jobs raising our anxiety. Commuters here in Los Angeles spend up to 16 workdays a year in traffic, enough to make your blood boil. But there is reason to smile. Despite our angst, Americans generally report more positive experiences than the rest of the world. So don't stress. It's not all bad news. Miguel Almaguer, NBC News. Yes, more people are stressed, and it does take a toll on the body. But as the reporter said, despite this, we can smile and receive positive experiences. Now, I know this was a long podcast. I'm sorry. I guess I have more to say about stress in our surroundings. I just want us to leave with an understanding of how we see stress in our sociocultural systems. Ladies, overall, I pray that we can learn to become more aware that our perception, reaction, and responses are influenced by so many sectors that we have to find a way to grab hold of what benefits us the most in our uniqueness. First, I challenge you to decipher through just like we did in the previous episodes, seeing if it was you stressed or distressed. Remember that? Now, I am asking you to see if it is social support or social strain. Then I would like for you to find better ways to handle your relationship stress between you and your spouse in healthier ways and understand the balance when using the tend and befriend approach. Finally. See if how you look at stress is misconstrued because of the culture, traditions, opinions, behaviors, and influences around you when you were developing were healthy. If they were not, try to adapt and adopt a healthier view. At this time, I would like to thank my family, friends, and all the women who encourage me every day to be simply me and not overcomplicate who I am. If you like how I broke down stress in our sociocultural systems, 
please stay tuned for the next episode discussing how our spiritual beliefs plays a significant role in how we should experience and respond to stress. I spoke about it earlier, but I want to go deeper with the topic. So please become an arranger today. This podcast is growing out of hard work and created with love. You are so much appreciated and I'll see you in the next session. Thank you for listening to Arranging Us with Carvinta Collins. By choosing to spend a portion of your limited time today with your ears and brain space, we hope this session has been beneficial and fruitful. Come back often, and we will appreciate it if you subscribe, share with others, post about it on social media, and rate and review. Please support us on patreon.com forward slash arranging us or donate on Cash App using cash.app forward slash dollar sign arranging us. And most importantly, visit Carvinta Collins Life Coaching website to book an individual session on a budget at survivingscarsuccessfully.com. Again, the website is survivingscarsuccessfully.com to find extra resources and more products. It's very much appreciated. We humbly thank you for listening and remember to detect, check, affect, and accept what's going on in your life. Have a blessed rest of your day.